What are the financial risks one can face in retirement? Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who gives you the ability to do well and be an agent of kingdom transformation in your family, in your community, and in your city. My name is Bol Kere, your host for this show. And you can listen to previous episodes by going on the chri.ca website or on um, thrive1110.ca, that's thrive1110.ca, or you can catch it also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other known podcast applications. So today, we are talking about financial risks one can face in retirement, and we are going to talk about seven of them. I hope we have time to do that today. Before I move forward, I, I just want to apologize if you hear uh, something in my voice of... of uh, uh, so hopefully that won't be much of a bother to you as you listen to this show today. Um, but I'll try to uh, to uh, manage that so it doesn't uh, come in the way. So coming back on, on today's subject, um, seven uh, financial risks you can face in retirement and um, just general ideas of what you could do to uh, actually be prepared for them. We've started talking about uh, retirement planning in the previous episodes, and uh, we started with um, describing the different types of income one can have during retirement, and we covered government types of income, we covered work-related income like pensions, and we also covered um, income from your personal investments like TFSAs, RSPs, uh, real estate, etc. We also tackled that. And even previously, uh, we had um, the, the, the pleasure to have uh, a guest, Lorne Robinson, come here and talk to us about non-financial risks that one can face in retirement. But today, we are talking about those risks that I would classify as part of the financial risks in retirement. See, <clears throat> when you plan for retirement, and it is never too early to start planning, uh, uh, um, start planning for retirement, uh, this part is often overlooked. The part where people sit and actually consider those risks, that part is actually overlooked. And just as a quick reminder, that when I talk about retirement in the context of this show, I'm talking about, I'm referring to financial independence. It, it, I mean, it's the point where you no longer have to work to fund your lifestyle. It doesn't mean that you stop working. It doesn't mean that you stop being productive. Um, because like we saw um, in uh, one of the previous episodes with our guest Lorne, God doesn't repent from his calling. Romans 11.29 reads, For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. So that simply means that even when we get to the point where we no longer need um, to get an income from our work, it doesn't mean we stop working and give ourselves to a lifestyle of leisure um, uh, because that actually takes us right into one of the risks that we saw the other day, which are non-financial, meaning it's boredom and the lack of purpose. And uh, so today we are going to tackle this subject of uh, uh, financial risks in retirement. So what are those risks that one can face in retirement? I have seven of them, 
And it's important that we know and understand these risks if we are really to fulfill our call during that retirement phase in our lives, if we are really to uh, be prepared and be good stewards of our calling and the finances that God has put in our hands in that phase of retirement. So without further ado, let's transition into our Let's Get Practical section. Bold. Let's Get Practical. And I'll start going point by point. Obviously, you can, um, uh, some of them I'll go pretty fast and I won't go into much detail because I, I don't want to occupy time with some of these technical details. You can, um, as always, as usual, reach out to me um, directly through email, bolt at thrive1110.com or go to the thrive1110.ca website and send a note from there. I'll be able to receive it and um, and reply to you. So um, do that and uh, and uh, I'll, I'll be able to see how I can help you in more detail with the different points that I'll be talking, um, sharing with you very shortly. So why is it important? Simply because Proverbs 27, uh, 12 um, teaches us that we need to anticipate those risks. We need to see the not so favorable um, not so good things that might happen down the road so that we can take precautions instead of blindly and simply ignoring them and suffering the consequences later. So that's what Proverbs 27, 12 teaches us. Then we have Luke 14, 28, which also teaches us that if we want to build something, if we want to construct a building, we actually need to stop and count the cost, see if we have enough to finish it. So retirement planning is actually that process where you will see what you have, if you have enough to finish well, to do whatever God has called you to do in that phase of your life. So basing myself on Luke uh, 14, 28, and Proverbs 27, 12, these are the financial risks that I'd like to suggest to you, suggest that you take necessary precautions. Number one, it's the risk related um, to longevity. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. People live longer nowadays. People have longer lives. And um, if you go back a few years, retirement plans uh, actually made projections, simulations for people up to age 85. Uh, then it progressed a bit up to age 90. But many plans actually even today don't go past that age 85, 90. Uh, and on the other hand, I'm sure if I asked you to consider the people around you, the elderly people that you know, uh, you'll be able to point out um, some people who are very likely to live past their age 90, even yourself, um, looking at your family history. Uh, is it possible that you'd be living past your age 90? In which case, you don't want to stop. You don't want to have a plan that... Um, uh, falls short that fi uh, 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 <clears throat> yeah that falls short. You want a plan that accounts for that possibility that you will live a long life as God blesses you with a long life. So you want a plan that will cover you up to age ninety five, age hundred. You want to make sure that as you plan, you have enough to finish if God blesses you with such a long life. So that is really the risk point number one. It is the risk of outrunning your money, outliving your money. So you want to make sure that your plan takes into account the fact that people, um, including yourself, might live 
longer than age 85, age 90, age 95. So you want a plan that accounts for that to make sure you have enough to finish the race. Numbers, number two. So second risk I want to talk about, and this is obviously a risk that most of you would be maybe more familiar uh, with uh, because it affects everybody today, uh, whether you are in retirement or not in retirement. It affects everybody. Um, simply go to the grocery store or fill up your gas tank um, or buy something of value today like a property. You will see that risk play out there even while we're living and and some of us not retired, many of us not retired. So that risk is inflation. It's the risk of inflation. And um, that's very serious because when people get to that uh, retirement phase or when they get close to that retirement phase, there is this good practice, which is oftentimes to try and de-risk their investments, meaning uh, try to expose them to less risk so that what they have spent uh, decades of their lives building up in terms of wealth, in terms of investments, do not get um, evaporated with um, with um, the financial markets. Um, so their tendency is that people will want to be a bit more conservative as they near retirement, a bit more conservative in their investments and in the way they manage their um, yeah their, their their planning, their investment planning. So the drawback to that is you want to be careful because many times I have as have spoken to um, as as I've spoken with elderly people, many times they put their money in things like GICs, uh, savings account, uh, which gives um, really very little interest in exchange for high high safety, and that is a problem when you are dealing with inflation. And as you saw, we've seen inflation go way over 6%. And that's the official numbers. But in reality, if you go just at the gas station, you'll see that it is way, it is more than double the 6% inflation. And inflation is simply the cost of life increasing, right? So if you have investments that um, you have built up over decades for your retirement, and uh, now you're in retirement or you're nearing retirement, and you don't want to take risks because you're afraid, um, so therefore, you hide your money under the mattress or you put it in a savings account or in a GIC where you are not gaining much. You don't have much return on, on whatever you're doing. You're actually losing money. Even if you can see that the number, let's say you invested or you, you, you stashed 100000 under the mattress or in a bank account or in a GIC, that money will still be there. The the balance will still be a hundred, but now that hundred is buying you way less things than it would um, than it would buy you before. So that's the impact of inflation, and that's a risk. As you are in retirement, or as you plan for retirement, you want to plan in a way that you have assets that appreciate with inflation, which can actually be uh, for you a hedge against inflation, so that you can keep your buying power during your retirement phase. Very important, therefore, to construct your investment portfolio, um, set up your finances, your wealth, your assets in a way that inflation will not be a problem for you so that you can maintain, at least maintain your buying power 
if you're not actually making um, a re- increase, increasing that wealth so that you can at least maintain your buying power. So inflation is going to be a risk you want to deal with as you uh, build up your portfolio, as you make decisions regarding your investments. Um, and there's this tension, right? You want to make sure that what you've built, what you've accumulated, what you've uh, hardly, er- hardly earned, you want to make sure that it is well-preserved, it is sta- it is safe, etc. But at the same time, you want to be able to keep up with the high cost of life, um, the, the highly rapidly increasing cost of life. So there is... Uh, there are things to be done there. Um, invest in assets that appreciate with inflation. Diversify um, so that you can be well off even in a context of inflation. The third risk that I want to talk about is um, the market risk. And when I talk about the market risk, it, it all again has to do with the financial markets. And it is more specifically the sequence of returns. So when you invest money, every year you have a return on your investment, uh, whether that return is good, meaning positive, or whether that return is negative, you have a return every year. Now, when you are not in retirement, when you don't need the money from that investment to live, the sequence of those returns, and um, when I when I talk about sequence of return, what it simply means is Let's say one year you have, let's say, 10% return. The other year you have uh, 5% return. And then the following year you have maybe minus seven. Then the other year maybe you have two. So that's the sequence of return. It's what you are having every year in terms of return on your investment. So when you don't need the money in your investments to live off of, the sequence of return really doesn't matter much because you're not touching the money. And let me illustrate that. If you have two investment uh, portfolios, if you have two different investments, same amount, that are invested in two different things over, let's say, a period of five years, just make making this example as I'm going. And then in one of the investments, you have uh, a negative return one year, a positive return the other year, then another negative, then another positive, then a negative, etc. Then in the other one, you have positive, 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 one negative, positive. So it is a different sequence of return for each of the investment portfolios. But in the end, if they have the same average, so if I take, um, if I add up all the returns of the individual years and I divide it by five just to make a simple average, if they have the same average, even though they didn't have the same sequence of return, you end up after year five in both cases with exactly the same amount. So it didn't matter what what one had one year, one had the other year, etc. As long as the average after the five years, meaning you add up the individual returns of each year and you divide it by five to make a simple average, if both have the same simple average, you will have the same amount after the five years. That's in a case where in both cases, you don't need to touch that investment in order to live. But that changes drastically when you start to need money because you're not getting income from work or from a professional activity. That starts to change drastically. 
And now the sequence of return becomes to matter. If I take the same example, and in one, one case, one portfolio, every year I draw out some money to fund my lifestyle because I'm not working, um, then the sequence of return matters a lot for that specific portfolio. And uh, if I started with a negative year where I needed at the same time to withdraw money and then et cetera, et cetera, it will have an impact. And after the five years, I will be much, much, um, well, in a, in a worse position as the other portfolio. Let's say the other portfolio is drawing um, 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 the same amount of money, but has a better sequence. It's starting rather, rather than starting with a negative year, it is starting with a positive year and then a positive, etc. The one that has the better sequence, even if the averages are the same again, the one that has the better sequence will actually be better off. So sequence of return matters. So that's the market risk. So how will you set up your investments so that that sequence of return will not impact you? Because that is something that we can't control. We can't control what happens in the financial markets. We can't control if it is going up or down. We can't anticipate if it is going up or down. We can certainly speculate and what's whatsoever, but we cannot know for certain about the future that way. So in that case, you want to set up your finances in a way that as you plan for retirement or as you are already in retirement, um, that the sequence of return won't impact you as much. And that's where also it's important that you deal with an advisor that specializes in that decumulation phase of your life. See, if you've built up your wealth, built up your investments, your entire career, um, and now you're in retirement, so you're no longer receiving income from professional activities, and you depend on your personal investments and, and et cetera, it is going to be important to deal with advisors that can structure the, that decumulation. So you're no longer accumulating uh, through earning income, et cetera. Rather, you're trying to structure, how am I taking money or using the wealth that I have already acquired so that sequence of return will not impact me? How do I set that, set that up well? So you, it's very important to pick your advisors well in that regards. So the fourth risk that I want to talk about is um, the health-related risk. If people are living longer and that's a fact. We also know that sicknesses are a reality, and um, especially the need for things like long-term care. Um, I've seen statistics the other day that are really, really huge, um, and those statistics were saying that uh, uh, over 60% of senior people uh, will need uh, some help at one point if they live long enough to, uh, to take care of themselves. And governments can't really fund that uh, without limitations. So governments will be limited in how they can support people with their need for long-term care and other health-related problems as they age, because government can have only so much, right? Um, so it's important that as you plan for retirement um, or as you are already in retirement, that you factor in the health risk. Because that is a reality. That is something that could happen. May God bless each of us with good health and long life. But we need to be prepared with those things. If you're married and you're both aging, uh, 
and one of you needs help one way or another, how are you going to handle that? If all of a sudden uh, one spouse needs to be placed in a in a in um in a home for old folks or something like that, uh, have you planned for that? Have you anticipated that possibility? And are your investments structured so that you can take that hit and at the same time not run the risk of outliving your money? So health risk is very serious. I, I don't. I didn't even talk about. What if both of you, if you're married and both of you have a health condition that require extra spending, extra care, uh, beyond what the government can comfortably do for you? What are you going to do? How, how, how is your retirement plan going to help you in that situation? These are things that you want to plan well ahead of time. And like I said, it is never too early to start dealing with these two. Never, never too early. So you want to make sure that whether you're just starting to plan for retirement or you are already in retirement, that you have a good um, health plan integrated in your retirement plan, that you have adequate insurance that you've already bought, that you've already prepaid, or that you are going to get while you're younger and healthier so that once you retire and are in your older age, that you don't have to worry about uh, finances when this situation or if these situations arise in your case. So that is going to be important to have a plan for um, the health-related risks. Number five now, geopolitical risks. And I believe for many, this is something that you've seen at play, um, especially these past years with the pandemic and uh, everything that is going on in the world right now, the Canadian political landscape, the laws that are being put forth by the government, um, by the members of parliaments, um, the, the global economic and financial situations, the wars and the shifting, changing world orders in the world like the US, China, Russia, etc. These are risks that you cannot ignore as you plan for retirement or as you're already in retirement. So what should you do? There are obviously many moving pieces in this category of risk, which is geopolitical risks and I would say broader economic and financial risks. So there are a lot of moving pieces in here, but nevertheless, you want to have those conversations with your financial advisor and integrate uh, a plan so that at least you are less impacted uh, by these things when they occur. But the most important thing with this, uh, with dealing with this type of risks is really the importance of uh, being able to discern direction from Holy Spirit, being able to discern what Holy Spirit will tell you uh, in one way or another, either in a dream, either speaking to you audibly or, or through other people. It is going to be very important and I think of um, the case of Joseph, for example, where um, Joseph had uh, this revelation from God to interpret Pharaoh's dream. And they were able to anticipate that way the seven years of hardship that came upon the land and the entire region to the point where Joseph was able to save everybody, enrich Pharaoh, save his family. So um, it is going to be very important dealing with this geopolitical and broader financial and economic situations. Um, it is going to be important to sharpen 
your skills, if I can put it as skills, well, to sharpen your, your relationship with Holy Spirit as you hear from him for daily direction and for direction as far as your future is concerned. Maybe Holy Spirit can lead you towards relocating. Maybe Holy Spirit can lead you towards taking specific steps ahead of time because things will happen. Just like Noah with, um, with uh, the ark, um, he knew what was happening. People were mocking him, but he knew what was happening. He trusted God and he went on with a plan that saved him and his family and, uh, and uh, many, many animals. So that is a risk category that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that will require that, um, that you spend time learning to discern, learning to hear the direction that God has for you. So um, that is risk number uh, five. And let me recap them from risk number one to risk number five. So risk number one, I talked about risk related to longevity. That's the risk of outliving your money. People live longer today. And uh, instead of having plans that make simulations and projections all the way till age 85 or age 90, you want to say, what if I lived past 90? What if God blessed me with a long life? How will my retirement plan? How will the money follow? So that is something that you want to plan for. Plan beyond age 80. Inflation risk. Um, everybody's impacted by inflation nowadays. We've gone past 6% in inflation. We don't know how long this is going to take or how high this is going to be. But one way or another, it also impacts your investments in the sense where, let's say you want to be conservative. You don't want to take risks, which is good. You want to, uh, you want to avoid unnecessary risks, let's say, let's put it that way. But at the same time, you're not getting enough return to beat inflation. Uh, with an inflation of 6%, if we assume that we're going forward with that for maybe a year or two or whatever, that means your investments actually have to generate a return of 6% after tax for you to be able to maintain your lifestyle, which is huge. So you want to have uh, uh, set up your things so that you can actually um, uh, take advantage of, of inflation. Now, uh, risk number three was market risks, the sequence of return. When you don't need the money, the sequence of return doesn't matter. When you need the money, the sequence of return becomes important. And you want to talk with an advisor who understands how to plan for the decumulation. You've accumulated all your life or you're planning to do so. But when comes a time where you're no longer receiving an income and counting on what you've accumulated, you want to do that wisely to avoid being hit by sequence of return issues. Because no one can foretell what the sequence of returns in your investments would be. Then the health risks, which I talked about you want to make sure you have um, um, a health plan integrated in your retirement plan because uh, statistically, many, many people will need that help and government can't do it by itself. So you want to have that planned with good health plan, with good insurance, either that you prepaid or that you're paying during retirement. It is going to be important. Then I talked about uh, risk number five, geopolitical risks and broader financial and economic situations. For that, you really want to make sure that you are uh, sharpening your discernment and that you are building this intimacy with Holy Spirit to be able to hear and know what to do, even ahead of time or in the midst of a situation 
to know what to do. That is going to be key. I told you at the beginning I had seven points, which means there are two that I didn't get to go through um, in this episode, and we'll tackle them in another episode. Um, so come back next week, same time, same uh, uh, channel, 99.1, if you're listening on the radio, um, so that you can um, hear the other two points, the other two risks um, that uh, one can face in retirement. And I've saved the best for the last. So uh, make sure you tune in next week for the rest of it. Meanwhile, I'm Bo Kerry, and this is Tribe 1110. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.